Um, obviously, for me, winning is the only thing that matters. And that's something that I've always said. And, you know, why do I just keep getting up and going and going and going? But um, I had a purpose before everybody had an opinion. It's not about anybody else. Way better with the details, the preparation, everything we do. Rain, sleet, and snow, the Eagles train to go. When you look yourself in the mirror as a man and you say, I'm going to control the things I can control, that's how you get better. That's how you get better. That's how you take steps. That's how you take steps. But AJ said this on the sideline, and I really feel like, okay, we got a good football team. We know when we control the things we can, we damn good. Damn good. But we got to go to work every day. We got to go to work every day to clean up this little that's holding us back so we can be who the we meant to be. I carry my scars with me everywhere I go. Um, I don't forget. Um, do I waste my energy worrying about the pain of someone else, uh, pain of a sheep? Um, no. A big surprise to many. A big surprise to many. But my favorite verse, um, you know, I went through a lot of stuff in college and it kind of stuck with me, John 13, 7. You may not know now, but later, later you'll understand. Hopefully people understand. Welcome back. You can find us on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and now iHeartRadio. Please like, follow, get notifications of new episodes. It's important to rate and review. Support this podcast in the link in the show's description. Follow us out at the Aired Out Network on Instagram. How was your week? Well, very good week. Crazy, crazy week of football. You know, the further we get into the season, the tougher and tougher it gets in any kind of league you're in. But and while we're talking about toughness, the voice you heard at the top of the show, that was one of uh, Jalen Hurts, a very, very tough guy mentally and physically who knows a thing or two about winning football games. And speaking of uh, winning, we made it through another week of our survival league, right? It's just you and I. Down, it's just and, you and me, Joe. Down to the end, we started with uh, 10. And it's just I, you and I. Joe, we kicked it off again. Just, just give me my money and call it a day, Joe. Come on. No. <laughs> no. We're going to play this thing out. Yeah. But another thing this week I was supposed to go to, I know you heard me talk a little bit about it around uh, work. I was supposed to go to the Niners game this week. Oh, that'd have been fun. Would have been fun. Got stuck working. So I had a little cousin go in my stead and he ended up with on the field passes. And oh, how cool. I'm sure listeners can hear the bitterness seeping through the airwaves <laughs> from uh, my voice, but here he is living his uh, best life. And I'll see it out there. You got like diet to the Super Bowl. We go. They do a good job at keeping it. Let all my Eagle fans know. It's time. It's time. He's a Niner fan, just like you, and claiming the Super Bowl this season. What do you think? You believe him? I am a little nervous of Philadelphia and that ability. I think the Niners have the talent to do it. Unfortunately, after last night's result in the Swifty Bowl, it certainly looks like that the playoffs are going to stream through Philadelphia. They look good. So we're looking like a repeat of last year, barring any major injuries or anything like that. But the chance is certainly there. They're good enough to compete again. So, And how cool for you not to get there on the field. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. A um, lot of good games last week. A lot of close games. Some not-so-close games. We'll get into that a little bit later. But a lot of last-second winners. Yeah. And some teams are really starting to shine. And there's some comeback stories. It's kind of fun to watch Denver turn around and, and other stuff happen. Yeah. So... 
Pretty awesome. All righty. So week 11 is in the books and it's on to week 12. Fantasy playoffs are creeping closer and closer. Let's take a look at what happened in this thing of ours this past week. Time for the aired out fantasy league recap. All right, this week's winners, LC's Classic 73 team still sitting pretty in second place. He got another win this week. He's now 8-3. and three. Left hand of Thanos getting nice and comfortable near the top. Now in third place with a record of 6-5. and five. Also, the league's top scorer again this week. Second week in a row for him. He had a 163.95 fantasy points. Yours truly, the Battle Beast in fourth place now. Also a record of 6-5. and five. The Players Club had a really nice bounce back game this week. He's in seventh place, still definitely uh, making a last minute push towards the uh, playoffs for that uh, sixth spot. He's now got a record of six and five. And then rounding out the winners this week, our very own Bulldog Joe moving up into ninth place with a record of four and seven. And as for everyone else. Can't believe I'm saying it. Zulu Nation breaking a five-game win streak. Took an L this week, but no changes in his uh, spot in the league. He's still number one, record of nine and two now. Florida fade in the fifth spot with a record of five and six. Close behind him taking a loss this week is uh, the Road Warriors. Now in sixth place with the record of five and six. 52 fake out. Also taking an L this week in eighth place, four and seven. And lastly... That Grizzly sliding a few steps back into last place with a record of three and eight. So still looking pretty tight in some spots in the league, but for LC's classic team, they managed to pull off a close one this week against the Road Warriors, but nobody saw that Calvin Ridley game coming. No. Huge game this week. 30 some odd fantasy points, 103 yards, two TDs. Left hand of Thanos, it was yet another case of how uh, defense wins games. The Dallas defense led his team this week. 30 fantasy points, seven sacks, INT, and a fumble recovery. If only you play Carolina every week. Justin Herbert came through for the Battle Beast, leading my team with 32 fantasy points, 260 yards, two passing TDs. Tyreek Hill continues to do his thing for the Dolphins, right? Yep. He's marching right towards that 2,000-yard mark. I think he's going to do it. He can uh, just about reach out and touch it. He's so close. I think a couple more games like that for the Players Club, and they might actually move into that sixth spot. And for you, Bulldog Joe, your quarterback leading the way, both of them this week, Josh Allen did not disappoint. Showed up in a major way for you, 31 points. Kyler Murray seems to be trending the right way with his second outing since he's back from his injury. 25 points this week, 18 last week. Both of those got you over the uh, got you the win over a fifty-two fake out this week. So looking good for everybody. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Fifty-two fake out had a tough blow. I think though losing Joe Burrow for the season. I know we'll talk more about that later when we get into uh, the injury recap. And real quick before I forget, so I think I keep telling myself to mention this and then I forget to mention it, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure maybe I did, but just in case I did not. So there's something a new feature on the Yahoo Fantasy website or app now it's um the record book so you can basically look at the history of your fantasy league and your team stats and so on and so forth and it'll give you an idea of just how well or how poorly you've been doing in the league since your league's inception i thought it was pretty cool it's not that it could do much probably just you know settle a lot of arguments and debates about (laughs) who did what and when but the team stats do go all the way back to the league's inception 2017 so if any of you guys in the league are kind of curious to see how you've done over time you can check it out or well actually you do have 
have to sign on to a computer, though. I don't think you can access it through the app, but it's pretty cool. That thought was pretty tough. So anyway, I think that's it for the Air It Out uh, Fantasy Football League recap. Now moving on into the big leagues. What's up in the NFL this week, Joe? Oh, what a busy week it was. We have a lot to yes. talk about. We'll talk about the trades and movement. The trade deadline has now come and gone for both fantasy football as well as the big league. Hope everyone got that last-minute trade and uh, as we march towards the fantasy playoffs here in a couple weeks. So not much to talk about there. We'll talk about some guys who are released later on. However, not much in trades and movement. That's, that's over. Yeah. News and headline. The GOAT came out. Tom Brady 12 quoted as saying today, uh, here we go, I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. I think the coaching isn't as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. So I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been. He wanted to talk about protecting players over the middle from the likes of Ray Lewis because he couldn't afford to lose a good player. What do you think, partner? Is the game not what it used to be? Or is this a little, wow. bit, of grandpa, a little bit of grandpa-itis coming out? Uh, you know what? Back probably, probably a little bit of both. I think what rang true for me in that quote mostly was the development of the younger players. So they're getting out there earlier and earlier, right out of the draft. They're starting within a week or so. Can you remember quarterbacks first season you get out there right away? Never. And how many happened they were, this year? I mean, how many how many CJ years were they Brown, sitting behind? I mean, right. name, you name them. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there is some truth to that. And then, so you're not even really getting a chance to develop a talent at all. Like either you show what you got right now or you can, you're the next best backup or something like that. So I think it may be, he may be onto something. Skill onto position something is there. very difficult too. I mean, if you're a yeah. quarterback or something, to get thrown right into NFL speed from college speed, that's a big jump. We've talked about a lot on the show how I appreciate the Iowa State quarterbacks and the Alabama quarterbacks because they kind of get a little bit of that speed. Mm -hmm. But you come from a smaller, look at Will Levis. I mean, he had one game, you know, right. and stuff like that. And he's not the only one, but I think there's definitely some validity there. And it seems like maybe he was smart enough, like he's talking about Ray Lewis, not putting one of his wide receivers over the middle of the field, you know, to, to grab a ball, right. jump up and get knocked out of the game or knocked out for the season or something like that. So he's right. not seeing that but anymore. don't you think that comes with like the development piece of it, like learning those little learning intricacies those of the game, yeah, you know? So he's, he's yeah, he, he, he may be, he may be onto something. And then a little bit of the, you know, it's, of course, there's some of this. Not like it was back in my day yeah, type, of, you know, type of thing. But I don't still. think it's a malicious guy. So it was like, these kids can't play the kind of game. But right. a lot of the tackles that are now illegal, they were legal for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. All those type of things. The protections that are available now, they, and that was part of his quote. Again, I didn't go that much further into it. But yeah, mm -hmm. talk about protecting the players more now. There's one I don't love. It's it's the the kind of hip tackle is where they grab by the hips and kind of drop all uh -huh. their weight. A lot of people getting hurt. That's how uh, Dallas Goddard got hurt on the, uh, on the night game. Okay. So it's happened to a lot of people. Right. I uh, wait, was that this, is Dallas Goddard in that group of this with the same guy ended up uh, <laughs> being a part of the plays that got like three or four people injured? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah, what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So you pretty much grab a guy around his waist and just drop. You drop right. all your weight as a defender down, and it's it's a pretty violent way to get taken down. So I don't know if that'll continue or not, but hey, that was TB12's thoughts on it. We kind of sounds like we agree a tiny bit, a tiny bit, but we don't. Next one Steelers fired offensive coordinator Matt Canada. Yeah. So. I saw that. Let me go into little stats, and we'll discuss what we think about the Steelers. The Steelers rank currently 29th in passing, that of 32, of course, 29th in rushing, and 28th in total offense with 2,801 total offensive yards in the season. Mm -hmm. For some perspective, only the Raiders, Jets, Panthers, and the Giants are worse. Steelers are currently 6-4, and four, alive in the playoff race. Can they win with Kenny Pickett? Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, 
I don't think they. Mike Tomlin's I, a hell of a coach. You know, Mike Tomlin team. is incredible. Mm-hmm. I did see that they, they uh, fired the offensive coordinator. Yep. So just taking a little bit of, I, and I was just wondering, like, what's this guy's background? What's his story, right? So mm-hmm. this is his first venture into the NFL at all. Yeah. All of his background is on the college side. Right. So that even speaks to a little bit of what Tom Brady was saying about what we're getting in terms of a product, even when it comes to the coaching. Right. Right. So you got a hell of a coach in Coach Tomlin, like mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. So who's never had a losing season. You've got mm-hmm. a an incredible franchise yep. in the Steelers who is very they are very organized, very well structured. They're not turning over coaches left and right. Yep. Gotta know that they know what they're doing. So I think it was the right call. Yeah. And I think it's an organization that's willing, like you said, to develop a player and give them a chance. So they're making the necessary moves to, for that to happen. So we may see it down the road. I think with, I think they'll stick with Pickett for a bit. I think they have to, for, yeah. at, least, for at least this year. That defense is still very good. Oh, it's for ranked. this year, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Long term, I don't know. The running game has come along, thankfully, for them. Um, Jalen Warren, people took him off the wire mm-hmm. the last couple weeks. He's had two very good back-to-back games. I guess the South Cleveland team last week. In, right. a, in a game, they were in the hallway. Najee's still a little bit of a question mark. I mean, they're still splitting, pretty much. but They uh, are. I talked about that a little bit, too. They're, yeah. they're still splitting. And that first game of Jalen Warren's, he came in and was, I think, Probably initially not as nowhere near as many touches, and he was far more efficient. So yeah. I think they're definitely going to move I think that way. Trending in that way, yeah, yeah. So still have good receivers. Frymuth was kind of ineffective last week, but it was a very low-scoring game in, mm-hmm. in Cleveland. So and he was back off of injury too. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So I mean, there are pieces there, and we'll see. Like I said, the season is still very much alive for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Onto a team who the season is very quickly slipping away from. The Jets have now benched Zach Wilson and made him the third string moving forward with Tim Boyle, which was kind of a weird one to me over mm-hmm. uh, Trevor Simeon. The Jets are four and six, lost three straight. Who would you rather have, Simeon or Boyle? I'll give you a little bit of stats right here. In his, okay. in his career, Boyle has three TDs, nine interceptions, five point yards per completion. Right. Simeon's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, 6.7 yards, 42 TDs, and 28 numbers. So certainly Simeon has the numbers. Right. We saw he was signed earlier. We talked about this a little bit. I thought he would be the guy. What do you think about them going with Boyle? I thought he would be too. I think they should have gone with Trevor Simeon. What he. Boyle hasn't played very much at all. I he know, hasn't well, seen he he, right. He's yeah. he's barely been on the field. He's been in the league a, long a time while too. Yeah. So I was surprised actually when I looked at his numbers and to see what he even done. I was like, he's barely done anything. So I definitely think they should have gone with Trevor Simeon. And unfortunately, I feel like they should have probably moved off of him sooner. Agreed. Agreed. I think it's a little I, bit. We talk a about late. this a lot. Well, I talk about this a lot. You know, it comes up is yeah. the speed of the game. And I just don't think yeah. it ever ever happened for Mr. Wilson. His career is not over, still a young guy, but it just hasn't happened. And Aaron Rodgers came out saying that he felt bad that he didn't get a chance to tutor to him. To teach him, yeah, exactly. exactly. He, yes, he, he wanted planned to. to learn. He planned to be studying this whole time behind Aaron Rodgers. He was not at all going into the season thinking, I'm going to be the starting Instead of the pressures of starting right. week after he, week right. after week for a team that's got high expectations. Yeah. So let's talk about the Jets anymore. If you have Garrett Wilson or Brees Hall, what do, you think mm-hmm. that, what do you think this means? So I think I've, I feel terrible for both of those guys because it's killing their numbers. No. In particular, yeah. Garrett Wilson. Did you see the play? He's out there burning his yeah. oh, opponent yeah. and, and turning around like, where the hell's the ball? Yeah. And and nothing. I mean, so, yeah, it's killing it. It's killing their stats. I, I drafted him quite high because I think, and then on the other side of the ball, the defense is playing extreme sauce gardener, the job he just did on Stephon Diggs. And right. Another high right. Guy but he does that every year to Stephon Diggs. Yep. Every year he, he bottles him up real tight. So And... 
Yeah. Again, we talked about this like last week. What could have been, shouldn't have been. Yeah. All right. So on to the next injury report. After a mellow week, the week before, week 11 was a killer. We'll start with the biggest one. Joe Burrow done for the year with a wrist injury. Yeah. Can Jake Browning save them? They're still alive in the playoff picture. And what do you do for fantasy owners who own Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, T against the candidate out all year anyway, and Tyler Boyd? I don't think Jake Browning can save them. <laughs> I, I don't know who Jake Browning is, but Jamar Chase, I actually wrote in my notes the exact same thing, what to do with Jamar Chase. So I'll run through point. the AFC North a little bit. They're still alive at five and five, right. six and four, Browns seven and three, Ravens eight and three. Ravens are the number one and they're looking very scary. Yeah. But in terms of the Jamar Chase thing, I think what I, my over my consensus with Jamar Chase is he's no longer a must start every week. We got to get away from that. And it's going to depend heavily upon what the matchup is looking like now. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's for sure uh, out of the start no matter what category. Huge game for them. They're at home to Pittsburgh this week. Do you see Man. any possibility of them getting over that? And, and let's go to the fantasy side of this. If you're looking for a quarterback, do you go and hop on Boyle or Browning or you just stay away for a week? Because that's a real gamble. I would stay away. And I don't see them getting past the Steelers. We've talked a little bit about Coach Tomlin and what he and his record against inexperienced oh, quarterbacks. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah. It, it's something ridiculous. I want to say, I, God, I can't remember. It was it, something like 55 and two or some, something crazy like that. So we kind of got a taste of the story earlier when Joe's uh, cap was messed up early in the year. What a difference to Bengals were. Right. So now you're not going to have him at all, at all. Let, yeah. let alone, let alone at 50% or whatever he was. Yeah. Okay, so next one, another huge one. Mark Andrews is on the IOR mm-hmm. with an ankle injury. Has an outside chance to return for the end of the season or the playoffs, according to Coach John Harbaugh. So what do you think yep. that means for the Baltimore Ravens? We'll get into the waiver wire in a little bit, but yeah. what does that mean for, uh, we'll talk about Isaiah Likely, he's his backup, who's not really done too much this season. But more than that, here he comes out of uh, Tom Brady's friend, OBJ. A man from a different era right. at the end of his career. However, did he get a little banged up too, though? He did get a little banged up, but he expected to play. Okay. He had four catches for over 100 yards. I know that uh, Mark Andrews is the number one target of Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. but I'm le- I'm a lot less worried about yeah. the Ravens. The Ravens look incredible. Lamar Jackson's been playing really, really well. I think likely we'll get, it, it, even in terms of for fantasy, he'll get the volume and the targets yeah. that will let him put up those fantasy points. They'll move. I feel solidly that they'll move forward. So the Ravens, for me, the running game has come a long way, too. The running game, too, right. The, so the Gus Bus is having quite yep. the season so far. Somebody's really, t- believe it or not, the big man has taken the role that no one, it was supposed to be J.K. Dobbins, and, of course, mm-hmm. what's happened there, and he's really stepped up, and that's kind of winning games then. Yeah. You know? So um, amongst Lamar when he has his slower games. All right, on to the next one. Geno Smith has an elbow injury but was able to turn against the Rams uh-huh. in, a, in a nail-biter to the Rams. Eventually won, but uh, he's on a short week and gets the 49ers of all teams on Thanksgiving night in Seattle. Yeah. If he cannot go, and it's been saying that he may or may not play, that we don't have a determination yet, uh, it'll be Drew Locke who threw an interception in his absence when he came in last week against the Rams. Do you go get Drew Locke if Gino doesn't play if you need a quarterback? No, and, well, if he doesn't play and you don't have any other options, then, yeah, of course. But if you have any other option on your roster, I would say stick with what your initial plan was and not chase those new guys that are going to be coming. Because I, I think it's not, in this case, it's the 49ers, Drew Locke. They're not going to. 
I don't think they're going to win this game. I don't think Drew Locke is going to come out there and suddenly throw for 300 on the Niners. So no. it wouldn't even be worth it, I think, to sacrifice anybody that you already have on your roster to pick up Drew Locke. So, nope, I'd stay away from that. This is just um, one they're going to have to eat and they're not going to get yeah. fast this week. So. so sticking with that, same team sucks again. Ken Walker, oblique injury. Mm-hmm. Now, we've seen people come back. Christian McCaffrey had an oblique earlier in the year. He was only out for one game. Um, so we could see him come back. But in his stead, it'll be Zach Charbonnet, the rookie. Charbonnet, yes. Yeah, going against a tough running defense, but a pass defense that slowed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So he's a way, good waiver wire to go, to go look at. Yes, he is in my, in my notes. He has right. looked good. Yeah. All right, so moving on from that game, Devon Chain came in for one play for 11 yards <laughs> and came, came right back yeah. out. The same knee. Yep. Um, Coach McDaniels, they're home. I'm sorry, they're on the road to the Jets this week. And a divisional matchup. Coach McDaniel said he's a go. If you have him, keep your eyes out. I would certainly not take a chance after what happened last week. Yeah. And maybe considering the other guys there. They should probably be considering yeah. <laughs> taking them, giving them a week off. Maybe. Yeah. That'd be definitely. Because they're very much in the playoff race. That division is pretty much uh, two horses. And they're leading right now at 7-3 and three over the Bills at 6-5. and five. And the Jets and uh, Patriots, of course, slowly fading away into nothingness again. Yeah. Okay. Next one, we'll go on to Aaron Jones. Has an MCL sprain, so fortunate there not to tear his ACL, but MCL will keep him out for a little bit. Uh, he's very unlikely to play on the short week against the Lions on Thanksgiving. Right. Thanks, Happy Thanksgiving week, everybody. A.J. Dillon will mostly get the start. Is he worth running out and getting A.J. Dillon if you're running back? I would. The yeah. running back position can be pretty tight, so I would go with A.J. Dillon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and he's, 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 he's going to be the man there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had, they looked a little bit better against the Chargers. Now, granted, that is the Chargers defense, but he did look a little better last week. Yeah. All right, next one up is Cooper Cup has a low ankle sprain and is day-to-day mm-hmm. for the Rams divisional game with Arizona. The Rams have a little bit of life left in them. Arizona has none, so kind of a meaningful game for the uh, for the Rams who've owned Arizona over the years. Uh, if not, of course, Puka Nakua mm-hmm. and another favorite name of mine, Tutu Atwell. Tutu Atwell. Who's available on a lot of waiver wires if you're yeah, looking for somebody to do. Yeah, he is very, very, like, I was surprised at, um, you know, how um, how likely he is to be available. Very low roster. Yep. Uh, on to the next, talking about the Chargers, Joey Bosa. Yeah. Most likely, I think he might have been named tonight. I didn't get to the final report before I got here, but uh, is most likely to go on IR with mm-hmm. a right foot sprain. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, how can that defense be any worse? <laughs> so, so well, you know what? I was, I, I mentioned this, well, I, I had it in my notes to mention if you brought it up, but with the, because, you know, their head coach, Coach Staley, is taking mm-hmm. over the defensive calls now, which right. I think he probably should. Yeah. Um, probably should have a while ago. There was talk about should they even like just blow it all up, start over with the Chargers because they have they're what four and six I yeah. think right now or something like that with their level of talent. There's no way they should they should be four and six right now. Four and six trailing the Raiders at five and six. That division is right. still fairly like five and five, and the Chiefs at seven and three after a loss. So, but I mean silly. they've got Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert's an incredible talent there. They Austin had Bosa, right? Yeah. And also Khalil Mack on the other side yep. as well. So the, what is the problem? And I'm glad that he's taken over because we, let's not forget, he's a part of, uh, Coach Staley is a part of the Sean McVay coaching tree, right? right? And he came out 2020, was the defensive coordinator at the Rams where that year Aaron Donald was a uh, defensive player of the year. Yep. So he probably should have taken over a little bit sooner even than, you know, but right. so I'm interested to see how that, how that will go. Offensively, they're still strong. I mean, whoever remembers Michael Williams right. after a, year, a while ago, um, the rookie, but maybe like Tom Brady said, he needs a little more time to come along. Williams. Right. So, Quentin. Uh, Quentin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's gotten good play out, out of the other role players too. I, 
Uh, it's, it's a difficult one for the Chargers. Yeah. 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 But if they're going to start winning now, now is the time. Mm. Yeah. All right. On to a couple defensive guys. All pro safety. Talanoa Hufanga tore his ACL and is out for the season for the 49ers. Hard hitter, you know, of the Palomalu type, you know, get out there and run you over and get into every play. Big loss to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. For secondary, it's always kind of there, already been talked about as their weak part of the 49ers. So we'll see how they fill that role. And uh, Shaq Leonard, who I liked quite a bit, he was a hard hitting guy for the Colts. He was featured on uh, the uh, NFL show on HBO, Hard Knocks. Oh, Hard really? Knocks okay. a couple seasons ago. Had back surgery sort of two years ago. Uh, Never really came back. So he was okay. at least, he might be picked up, you know, part time by a team in need, you know, team. The uh, Eagles love to steal people like that, and so do the Patriots. So. But that's it for my injury report. So, cool. quite a few major hits this week, but the NFL season waits for no man. Time to take a look at what navigating these week 12 injuries and setbacks will be looking like on the fantasy landscape. We got movers and shakers. Movers and shakers this week, yes. Stars of the week. Will they hit it again next week? Who do you got? What do you like? Who did great? So, I my first one, I was okay, who did great? How about Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley this Trevor, week? my number one, too. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, really have been really kind of lukewarm at the start of the season. At best, lukewarm, I'd say. So, and he lit up the fantasy board this week for 33.7 of nine for 103 yards, two TDs, and his quarterback. Of those two, of the touchdowns, he got two word of Ridley, and then the other two, I think he ran for that day, right? He rushed for another two, passed for 262 yards. Great bounce back after that rough game against the 49ers. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah, this is they got the win over the tennis over uh Tennessee. I do believe lightning might strike twice though. I think they'll do a really good job again next week. So I think they may uh, hit it again. I know uh, they have what the Texans and they're known to give up as many points as they put on the board. So, too, an, important, so. an important divisional game there. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. It, I know. So it's got I think it'll be a good one, probably yeah. very high scoring. Yeah. And I, th- I think, yeah, lightning will strike twice for them, though. Mm-hmm. So I know we've got our usual suspects in the uh, great category. You got your Tyree Kills, another 146 to his coffers uh, towards that 2,000-yard season. Keaton Allen, Brandon Ayuk all did great. Another surprise for me, though, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy did incredible. He was in line. yeah. Right, 333, three TDs. Yes. Yep. Another weird number. We had a bunch of weird numbers last three, three, week, three, too. Three, three, yeah. Right? Crazy. Yeah, so um, Jalen Warren, again, I think we talked about him a little bit, 129. Yep. Yards and a TD. Yep. And that was against that very usually Cleveland. stingy Browns yeah. defense on the ground in particular. Yeah. So, yeah, I, we were just talking about this. The writing's kind of on the wall, I think, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's yeah. Just more. They track all the stats and everything a, a player does these days, and he's the most explosive, whatever that means, running back in the league right now. Really? Yeah. So out of the whole, the quickest out of the hole and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So wow. pretty cool. I did. I did not know that. I think, yeah. but he's got to be the number one going forward. It what did he have? Nine attempts on 129 yards. Yeah. Compared to Harris's 12 attempts for 35. Not good. But. Another one on my list, Tankdale yep, continues to explode on the scene along with his uh, quarterback, CJ Stroud. I'm very, very excited about these They're young fun Texans. To watch. They like, really are. They if you are, haven't watched the Texans so. game, watch the Texans game. You'll appreciate that offense. Yes. Any so, other uh, superstars for you this week? There's a fun one nobody saw coming and it, uh, it knocked some people's leagues around. Tommy DeVito. 27 (laughs) points, 246 yards, three touchdowns, two, which went to the next game, named Saquon Barkley, Mm -hmm. 29 points, 83 yards rushing. However, 57 yards receiving and those two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Gus Edwards talked about a tiny bit, 62 yards, two touchdowns. Thank God we talked to Brandon Ayuk, 26 points, 156 yards, one touchdown, and Mm -hmm. the longest receiving touchdown in the NFL this year of 76 yards. Brandon Ayuk is the number one receiver there. I think so, too. 
It's just strange how that's worked out, but he has become, he's matured. I don't know if they went to college together, and I just don't know. But they have some sort of connection for sure between the two of them, him and Brock Purdy. They did not, but, yeah, and, but, but they had a very good connection. Yeah. Um, Debo is still very much the under the, on, if you need a, a third down kind of guy, you look for him. Mm-hmm. And so is George Kittle's having a fantastic year, too. Yeah. But the long ball threat, the guy, I couldn't agree more. I yeah. think I think it's Ayuk these days. It really is. Okay, that's it for that. Off but our off to the Cool start, guys. And then they can hit it this week. Who do you have? Cool start. So I, I, we talked just a tiny bit about this. I had Jamar Chase in this cat with no Joe Burrow. His numbers uh-huh. are going to suffer and because they were already a little inconsistent yeah, they, with they Joe really Burrow. Are. So now that he's gone, I, I'm, like I said, no longer seeing him as that uh, must start. It has to be uh, based on matchup and what I think his actual floor could be in that, that matchup. He did get a late touchdown from Jake Browning. It was a he did. long distance, one yard touchdown, but <laughs> well, the thing about that though, is when I mentioned what that floor is going to be for him. Oh, so yeah. you can plan accordingly, right? They have his projections way up at 18, even with that touchdown. I think he only got like nine fantasy points, which was half of what, he, which makes a big difference there. So you got to kind of consider those things. You're going fighting forward. for a playoff spot right now. And you have Jamar chase in your lineup, play him. Don't play him against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's very good against the run. Not uh, so much against the yeah, so. that's so that's tough. <laughs> that is tough. I probably would have to take a long, hard look at everything else that I got going on the team. But and then I, I probably would play them at at Pittsburgh. But in our world of fantasy, they love their must start. So is he a yeah. must start guy he no is, matter what? No, I have to take that label off of him now. Especially that Joe Burrow is gone. He is not a must start. It's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anybody else off to a cool start this week? Think they might do a little better. I kind of unfairly had Cooper Cup on that list. He was, he, you know, ended up hurt in that game. And then also Garrett Wilson, which is really not his fault. And I've seen the frustration on the field with him when he gets that separation, turns around to look for the ball and is like, come on. They peppered him with targets. I mean, they tried to get him the ball. They do their very best. The problem is they just, they're not capable. Yeah, it's not right. They're just, how much, and I say it again and again, how much fun would have been to see Aaron Rodgers throwing this year? Hopefully next year. Right, um, I think, yeah, you called it an experiment a few times with yeah. Zach Wilson, and I yeah. think you might have been right, and they, they just let it go too long. Maybe next year. So, Baker Mayfield's on my list, so he's okay. uh, he not so great against the 49ers, that's to be understood. I like his chances next week. He's at Indy who can't catch a cold or stop anybody. Okay. So, good, good, good chance there for him to bounce back a little bit. He was 246 with a TD and an INT. Uh, Matt Stafford, 190 yards, one TD, one INT, not so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets an Arizona defense, which is actually, their whole team is actually playing better. They're a little bit, their record, they're pretty much done for the year. Arizona, I man, they're not going to yeah. make any playoffs like that. However, sure. since Kyler Murray's come back, they are playing better. They're competitive. They've been mm-hmm. in every game so far since his return. So right. um, I, I'm starting to think maybe Matt Stafford might be near the end. You know, they got him for the one year they got the Super yeah, Bowl. And I could, yeah, I could see that. He, I mean, he, he forever he can say, I have my ring. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want a Super Bowl. After all those fun years in Detroit, throwing a Megatron and all that stuff, you can right. say, yeah. So I can say I got my ring, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Austin Eckler, another down week, but I think that was part of the game script there against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Six points, 64 yards. Amari right. Cooper, in another game script, seven points on 34 yards. And Jalen Waddle, he was looked at a little bit when the Cheetah was out, but then that kind of floated away from him in the second half. Right. I give it to the Raiders. They played They played a good defensive scene against uh, Miami last week. Surprisingly. Yeah. Surprisingly, they yeah. did. I also had Rashi Rice on here, too. For the, the Chiefs, got to do something about that wide receiver one. Did you watch that game? Yeah. Did you see what happened? I did. Yes, I did. In the end zone, 
Hit him, or I, well, I was talking, I'm thinking of the Valdez Scantling exactly, drop. That's exactly what I'm talking right. about. In the end zone, uncontested. Do you see Mahomes' face? I did. So if you're him, a- <laughs> you're an elite quarterback, and you look around and you say, okay, I've been throwing to Kelsey for a decade. He's my, right. my guy. But he's triple covered on that play, which is why he was so open. Right. What do you do? You can't Tony, the other guy they call well, stone hands. He he did the right thing. Do you he hit did, the open man? He, this right, is an exactly. NFL player getting paid a lot that. of you're, money. You're in the NFL. Yeah. You got to catch the ball, especially if it's uncontested. Yeah. You're in the end zone. The game's on the line. He's completely lost that game for him, which is probably why he's no longer a Green Bay. You score. Backer. Was there a minute and fifteen so, left or whatever? It was. Yeah. And, yeah. And then you got to play sure. a tiny bit of defense, make them drive a long field, and that that Kansas City defense is in my top three. I say it over again. They yeah. did a very good job of slowing Philly down. Yeah, they, yeah, they're. I'm saying next year they're going to move on that. I think they have to. Could you imagine a true number one receiver in Kansas City? Exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine a Devonte Adams in Kansas City? Yeah, I mean, look, look. Since since the Cheetah left, look what's happened. Right. So, well, no. In in all fairness, they did win the Super Bowl, but I'm just saying now. So uh, Travis Kelsey is aging a little bit, right? He's showing so that, it too. Yeah. He's definitely so down. you're going to need some other pieces. <laughs> you're yeah. going to need some other pieces, and so that wide receiver, they got to do something about that. Oh, yeah, so. they, I don't know, they trade yeah. for somebody or draft or something. All and right. they did a good job of. Uh, Setting down AJ Brown. They did. AJ Brown had one catch for like eight yards or something like yeah, that. So they really, really did. It was a, it was a good game, running game for Philly, and then their de- and their defense is very good as well. Don't take away from them. Their defense yeah. is very, very good. All right, yep. so no bye week teams for Thanksgiving week. No we, get, we, we get a full slate, so don't have to worry about that. So Still now some gonna, viable waiver options. So. That's where we're going to. Yeah. We're going to the waiver wire. Who is long gone and sleepers to grab? Who do you got? So loss of Mark Andrews. I did say Isaiah likely again. He will be. He is likely haha, huh? to see much more work. Just volume in particular, of course. Uh, his numbers are not not super impressive. I expect them to take a big jump just because of the volume alone, though he's understandably only 5% rostered. But desperate times, desperate measures. So yeah. if you need somebody uh, to fill in, I think he will have an okay floor if, you, if you're desperate in that position. I got Noah Brown. I have no idea why he's on the waiver wires. No, me neither. He's at, had some the very numbers. good games for the Texans, yeah. And not just when... Nico Collins was out. Yeah. He, no, no, he al- all of them. So see, Stroud is doing, he's doing an excellent job of spreading the ball around. So right. they're all getting Nobody can be doubles. Looks. Yeah. They're not finding yeah. one guy to slow down. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I have no idea why he isn't rostered. What do you think happened with their running game? Everyone, you know. Well, Singletary's been, he's, been he's, he's picked it up the last well, couple. Why? Why do you think it turned around from where it was to where it is now? Do you think people are respecting the pass a lot more now and they're that sitting back? That could be. That could yeah. very well. I mean, people, well, you know, and they're also, like you said, trying to game plan for this whole Cedar Shroud in that receiving core. So maybe that yeah. got him the break. But whatever it is, it's, it's, it's going well. Yeah, it's right. definitely working. So, yeah, he's on there. Yeah, he played, uh, let's see, and um, he put up 153 yards against Tampa Bay, then 172 against the Bengals. And only one of those games, there was no Nico Collins. That was the Cincinnati game. So, but I still believe him to be a viable option if you're in need of a, a wide receiver. Only 48% rostered, a steal on the waivers. Um, let's see. Don't forget those Texans played the Jags earlier. Do you remember what happened in that game? And that was in Jacksonville. Any idea? No. 37-17 Houston. <laughs> so there you go. Here we go again. We'll see. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. The Patriots 
get uh, who this week? The Giants. And I like Hunter Henry, who was also on the waiver yeah. wires for that yeah. uh, in the tight end position. So I think a pretty good matchup for him there should be widely available as well. And if you're in the uh, market for a running back while James Conner is still getting reacclimated, I like Rondell Moore, who's on the waivers as well. So yeah. he still seems to be getting a viable amount of touches um, while I think they kind of ramp up. Connor again. So maybe one or two more games for him. Last week he had 48 uh, yards on six attempts and a receiving touchdown translated to 12 fantasy points. Not a bad floor. So No, not bad at all. Yeah. What about Ty Chandler in Minnesota? He had a pretty good game last week. Mm-hmm. with uh, That's right. He was yes, Madison. Yes, that's Madison. Mm-hmm. 73 yards on 10 carries, four catches for 37. Took him to a buck 10 total. Yeah, that's yeah. that's those are great numbers. Yeah. yeah, so he's still out there, widely available. Yep. Who else did we miss? Talked about Odell Beckham already. Khalil Shakir in Buffalo. He looks like he's mm-hmm. the number two now. Mr. Davis, Gabe Davis has kind of disappeared a little yeah. bit. He had a 12.2 average over the last four games. That's pretty good. So none of this at. Yeah. So um, we talked about OBJ a little bit with mm-hmm. the loss of Andrews. And then we're not exactly sure as of today. We'll know a little more very soon if uh, Derek Carr is going to play. If he does not go, uh, Jameis Winston. Okay. He's there. He's just there if you need a quarterback. He does throw the ball a lot, and he does put points up. They are without one of their starting receivers for the rest of the year in New Orleans. Mm. Not Alave. Yeah. But watch out for that if he even plays. So watch out for that. I think that's all I got. We were wire stuff. Well, it is crunch time in fantasy season, and hopefully everybody is tightening up those fantasy rosters with the hopes of heading into the playoffs. Now, Let's see how we did with uh, eight to keep an eye on. In this segment, we take a look at eight upcoming games being played in week 12. And we got the games that we think will be the most exciting, most impactful moving forward in the season. We'll give you guys our picks for those games. But first, let's see how we did last week. Okay, we'll start with game number one, Cincinnati and Baltimore. You had Cincinnati, I had Baltimore. I got that one. Both at Cleveland, both got that one. Mm-hmm. Um, both at Kansas City, we both lost that one. We both at Buffalo, that was an easy one there. We split Seattle and the Rams. Jacksonville, we both had. San Francisco, we both had. And Denver, we both had. Five and three for you, seven and one. And I have now taken a two-game lead over you for oh. the season with a long time to go. Mm-hmm. However, both doing very good. You're 51 and 37, yeah. and I'm 53 and 35. So very, very good so far. All right, on to week number eleven with game number one. The oh, are we wait for twelve? Are we not? Are we not twelve? This is twelve, right? I'm sorry, week twelve. Yes, twelve. I'm okay. sorry, week twelve. Sorry, my, my bad. Week twelve. Okay. All right, on to Thanksgiving night. We're all full of turkey and gravy and all that good stuff, and we're settled in after the two day games have gone by. Niners, Seahawks. Who do you like? Niners. Yes. So good division game. I'm taking the Niners. So we got a fully healthy Niners team. They're looking real well, minus the. Uh, Injury that just happened this Mufunga, right? But you know, they're looking really good. They held the Jacks to a lowly three points in week 10. The book, the Bucks didn't fare much better in uh, week 11. I think they were held at just 14 points in the defense register, but four sacks and a fumble recovery. So Seattle has been having some trouble with the run. Uh, Ken Walker Jr. out, and so it's trouble with Metcalf. Uh, They're trying to ramp up JSN. Geno Smith not playing as well as he did. Last year, at least. So to beat this Niners team, everything has to be firing on all cylinders. And that's just not where Seattle is right now. So I'm taking the Niners. Rivalry game. Um, Always fun to watch. I do not think the Seahawks in their current form and the Niners in their current form mesh very well. The Seahawks just lost their heartbreaker divisional to the Rams. 
the uh, Niners can pretty much put a chokehold on the division if they win this game. Mm-hmm. So they've already taken one from Arizona. They've taken one from the Rams, and then they'll have taken one here. I don't think Geno Smith has what it takes to elude the Ohio State boys coming at him from left and right now between Mr. Young and Mr. Bosa, as well as those fans. That might be the best linebacking core the 49ers mm-hmm. have so in, in the entire league. Uh, a little too much. I don't think having Ken Walker when they made much of a difference. I think right. DK Metcalf might have a decent fantasy game. Um, Tyra Lockett's a little banged up, but they said he was going to play last I saw. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on that, but but definitely the Niners. Yeah, they're not. No. They're in no form to, no. to take the Niners. Another rivalry game. However, it's going to be a very one-sided rivalry game. The Miami Dolphins visit the New York Jets. Yes. On um, Friday. For, for <laughs> Friday at noontime on the West Coast. Yeah. I got the Dolphins in the league's first Black Friday game. Yep. This will be another kind of, you know, I'm going to call it a test of sorts for the Dolphins, right? So it'll be one of the tougher defenses again that they have to contend with. So we'll see how that goes. The Jets are indeed one of the most dynamic defenses in the league, but they have to be able to put up points and they just can't do it. So that it's the defensive part is only going to get you so far. You got to be able to put up points. So I'm going to take the Dolphins on this one. They are very true in the NFL. If yeah. you spend your, you put your defense out there the whole game, eventually something's going to happen. And we, yeah. we saw it, you know, week after week after we saw it against the Raiders, against teams that, that they should be better than. Same thing's going to happen here. Sauce Gardner will probably slow down the cheat a little bit. So if you have him, something to watch out. You still play him. He's one of those must right. guys, Terry Kill. But, of course. but you expect not the greatest game against Sauce Gardner. If you look at the numbers, he's done very well. Mm-hmm. That might be great for Jalen Waddle owners. Watch out for that. Yeah. Um, and then Raheem Mostert owners. I'm looking as well. forward to the matchup, though. That's yeah, I'll definitely watch. Yeah. I'm with you. I think the Dolphins just have too much with two and everything else. I, I enjoy watching two a play. I think they go into New York and they get they get the win. Yeah. All right, on to another. They just keep coming. The I know. Games. Yeah, that's Steelers and the Bengals. We talked about a little bit already, but Pittsburgh visits Cincinnati. What do you like? So I knew I had that stat somewhere around here. I like the Steelers. And in my notes, in his 17 years, head coach of the Steelers, Coach Mike Tomlin, his record, inexperienced quarterbacks, 24 and 5. So he will have to uh, continue that track if he wants to get the win because uh, his own quarterback play is not doing so well. But uh, the Bengals are a good defense and they've had 10 days to prepare. They will have had 10 days to prepare mm-hmm. this uh, Jake Browning fella. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> but I don't think it'll matter in this case, though. The Steelers will get this win. I agree on the Steelers. I think their running game has come along quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I am still not a believer in Kenny Pickett. You know, I'm showing, yeah. show me, show me, show me. And he <laughs> hasn't shown anything yet. Steelers in a very low scoring game, go on the road, get the win, keep their hopes to win that division alive. Yeah. We just keep on hitting with divisional games. We'll talk about mm-hmm. it a little more. We just talked about it. We'll talk about it some more. The Texans are at home to the Jacksonville Jaguars. What I'm like? taking the Texans. Okay. So they've been a bit of a Cinderella team, I'm going to call them, this season. No one expected the level of play that we're seeing from C.J. Stroud. No one expected them to have a winning record at this point in the season. Certainly didn't expect this very young, very feisty, you know, receiving core that they got going on. And we didn't expect to see them playing lights out the way that they're doing. So at five and four, I think they are, right? The Texans are definitely, I like them as contenders. So I, I like them as contenders in the AFC South. So... If they're uh, they're playing like they know that they're contenders and they're playing like they belong there, I like it. I'm going to go Texans. I am also going to go Houston. This is actually a very big game for them. Yeah. If they can lock this one up, they will be 7-4. and four. The Jaguars will be 7-4. and four. However, they'll have two wins over the Jaguars. Uh, the Colts, they, they're 5-5, five and five, but they're pretty much done. I think that offense, the Houston offense, is very, very dynamic. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a little too much for that Jacksonville defense, who has a good pass rush. They do. Yeah. But their secondary is not quite what it used to be. Okay. 
So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one okay. too. On to what should be a fantastic one. I will make time to Another watch good this one, game I know. because it has huge implications, especially for Buffalo. This is not a Thanksgiving Day this game, is, not, is it? It's okay, a it's Sunday, a Sunday afternoon, one o'clock game. The Buffalo Bills travel to the link to play the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. So I'm taking the Eagles on this one. I like the Eagles in this game. So we've heard Josh Allen kind of lament over and over again about how much how he's got to play better. He's got to play better, and he did, he had a good game last week, but. And a lot of cases, it's not always translating into the better play that he's talking about. So week seven, they lost to the Patriots. Week nine, another loss to the Bengals. Week 10, another one to the Broncos. And this week, they get this Eagles defense, even though they haven't been the best against the pass. Uh, I think they give up an average of 200 some odd yards a game. And that's like the fifth most in the league. Um, despite that, I'm still going to take the Eagles. I think they're a dangerous team. They just find a way to win. We saw that Monday night. Yeah, they even they make up for their shortcomings in that they will will their way to a win. I think they do it every time. I'm going to stick with the Eagles on this one. I am going to take the Eagles as well, as well mainly because they're home. I make it no secret yeah. that I travel a couple times to that state of Nevada to go gamble. Mm-hmm. This is the game I'll put the most on. The spread is currently three, I think. Philly wins. Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs will hook up. There will be a lot of offense in this game. Yeah. We've seen throughout the year that the Eagles can be beat by the pass. Washington mm-hmm. hit them a few times as well as others. Uh, Kansas City certainly had their opportunities in that game as well. Just, you know, if, if the receivers in Kansas City could catch. Um, <laughs> but uh, I like a very high scoring game. Yeah. The Buffalo secondary is a tiny bit beat up. I could see this game easily going into the 30s both ways. Mm-hmm. However, Philly taking the W at home. Yeah, yep. I think there'll be some movement in the that uh, secondary for Philly too next yeah. year coming up. I, I, uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna make some changes there. I, I certainly agree. Big play Slay yeah. is not quite he's been, beat yeah, a lot. He's, yeah. he's given me a lot. He had one interception in the biggest game earlier the year, but other than that, I haven't seen him do things that I'm really impressed with. Yeah. All right. Another big game coming. Um uh, not divisional this time. However, big implications for one of them. The Ravens travel to that beautiful stadium in Los Angeles to play the Chargers. What do you like there? I think the Ravens for sure. The Ravens have a top five defense this season. It's going to be a very challenging matchup for the Chargers. The Chargers are dead last defending the pass right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, on average, they're giving up 291 passing yards a game. So I'm really looking forward to what Lamar Jackson's going to do in exploiting this. He's going to have a field day, I think, throwing all over them. No, Not even to mention that the Chargers' number one Keenan Allen, I think, is a little bit banged up. He's been playing, he's though, but time, I think he's a little hurt, stuff, right? Definitely that time yeah. of year. Yep. So, yeah, this is going to be a tough one for the Chargers. Long day for him. I'm taking the Ravens. I am also going to take Baltimore. I think this game is going to be close. It is the Sunday night you game. think so? Yeah, I don't think it's football. going to be close. I like Herbert quite a bit. I think Me too. given the right tools around him, which I thought he had this year, they, they would certainly contend with the Chiefs for that division because they have to get over that Chiefs mm-hmm. zone before they can get out. And they pushed the Chiefs pretty hard last year. I feel as if they've regressed. So... Unfortunately, I just think Baltimore is too much. On yeah, both, that on both sides there, of the there's no way. There, that is, unless, well, we'll see. Because yeah. this will be the first game, right, that Staley takes over the calling of the defensive play. So right. we'll see how it turns out. But as they are playing right now, no, I, not I, a I, chance. I, I can't see them. Baltimore's playing fairly well right yeah. now. I can't see them going in there losing that game. So I'm going to be with you and take Baltimore as well. However, I, the Chargers are going to have to play their, their butts off because yeah. they're sticking competitive in their division. All right, on to the next one, a, another divisional game we've gone back to. Mm-hmm. It's the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Yes, uh, taking the Saints. So I said that another uh, tough division game. The Falcons need a win in order to keep up. 
your main contenders in the NFC South. Unfortunately, I don't think they'll do it though. So the Falcons they benched Ritter in favor of Heineke, which yep. for what? And then, you know, the problem still persisted. So I don't think uh, um, moving the ball was the biggest issue for them. So as much as being able to finish the drive, I think they're amongst the worst at finishing in the red zone. So, um, yeah, it's not going to get any easier against a very stout Saints defense. I'm taking the Saints. I am going to take the other side of that. I know there's big problems with both the Atlanta defense and their quarterback and young Ritter. Yeah. However, I like their running game. It's a big game for them as well to stay any kind of relevant. Are they start? Are they moving back? I think I did see that they're yeah. moving back to Ritter. Moving right? Back to Ritter. Yeah. yeah. But that's this just is what it is. Yeah. I am not a huge fan of their really much of that team, but I think they stay competitive and, and get the win. I've been a very very close game here. Um, and also watch you guys watch your quarterback in that game for New Orleans, whoever that may end up being. It's trending towards yeah. Derek Carr, but we're not sure. Okay. All right. Last but not least, the Cleveland Browns, who are very much alive in their division with some mm-hmm. uh, now against the resurgent. <laughs> the resurgent. I like it. Broncos. The Broncos have been playing really well, yeah. but I like the Browns and this one's solid. This will be a solid like defensive chess match game, I think. Both so, defenses playing yeah. very, very, very well. Yep. But this week, yeah, the Broncos have played well. They get another top five defense in the Browns. The Browns. I am a fantasy manager of the Browns. I will never not play them. Yeah. So the Browns have allowed the third fewest points in the league. The only teams that have allowed fewer points than the Browns are the Chiefs and the Niners. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson's play on the season has been getting better and better. He is very, very cautious. I think borderline conservative with the football. Uh, he's got four INTs on the season, which I- is relatively low. So what, not even relatively very, I think pretty low. So, and that's to 18 touchdowns. He's playing well, very <laughs> well, very quietly. But I do think the Browns defense will bottle him up this week. So I'm taking the Browns. Big fan of the Browns. Not a huge fan of the rookie quarterback going out there, Tristan Dorian Johnson, the mm-hmm. UCLA kid. But uh, that's why, yeah, this will be a defense. It'll be game. a defensive game. I'm going to take Denver. The defense is playing a lot better than it was. Russell's just not making mistakes. Now, I don't know if you guys remember last year, Minnesota won 11 games by less than one score. Super lucky. Mm. Everything went their way. It was just that kind <laughs> wow. of year for them. Then they got the playoffs and they got beat by the Giants. They had luck right now. But like, I feel like that's Denver right now. Okay. I feel like everything is trending their way right. all of a that's, sudden. That's, you might be going to something so, there. I, I uh, like that analysis. We'll, we'll see. We'll go with it. And then we'll see from there. All righty. That's it for the eight to keep an eye on. Um, and now for the segment, we get the most feedback on. Everyone seemed to like it very much. We get a little more player specific, make some accurate fantasy predictions, and let you know who's going to show up, who's going to show out, and who's going to be a shit show this week. Now, who's showing up? We just need everybody to do their job. Maybe the one word that isn't in that that's implied is do your job well. It can be enough to make the difference. All right, showing up, I'm going to say a guy you can certainly count on to do his job, C.J. Stroud. In fact, we've seen this young man do a lot more than just show up. So this is, like we said, a division matchup. The Jags will be fighting and to remain in that playoff contingency. So I do think that uh, Stroud will continue to hold his own, though, and certainly show up. He'll at least meet his projections. He's turned into a must-start in fantasy, I think. So if you have him, keep him in your lineup and count on him to at least meet projections if not a little more so i got stroud to show up i have jordan love the young green bay man who everyone's jumped off his train yeah to make the very first game of our lovely turkey day football fest a good game 
They're, okay. they're fairly good size underdogs, more than a touchdown against Detroit and Detroit. Detroit's defense has been a little bit leaky recently. Mm-hmm. I know they're missing their star running back. And uh, Christian Watson hasn't really yeah. been himself from the year before. But he's finding other ways with Romeo Dubs and some of the other guys. Yeah, I like him to show up. I don't think he's going to have a great game, but just a, a good game. And, and keep it competitive there against Detroit. All right, yeah. running back. Running back. So I'm saying in that uh, Texans will house Singletary, another guy I think is a solid play in fantasy this week. He's been on the uptick, uh, uptick over his last couple games, posting very good fantasy numbers. This uh, Texans offense is getting better and better every week. He rushed for 150 against the Bengals, like we said before, 112 against Arizona. He may not hit three-digit numbers this week, mm-hmm. but he will show up and get at least his projections, which are around 63 yards. I'm going to say he'll be closer to 75, So, I, which I think puts him solidly in the show-up, do-your-job category. I like Singletary for that. Yeah, that's a good call. I like uh, Isaiah Pacheco against the Las Vegas Raiders. I know the Raiders aren't very good against the run at all. Right. And uh, Kansas City and their mistrust of their wide receivers and their catching abilities. Mm -hmm. I like uh, Pacheco to come out and have a rock-solid game. I couldn't make him my shot guy because there's a couple of the guys who are much better candidates, but I like him to have a very good game. All right, wide receiver. Wide receiver. I went Cortland Sutton at the Browns, actually, to show up. He's been trending upward as a much-improved Broncos, like we said, have started to heat up a bit. So I wouldn't be afraid to put him in any fantasy lineup, even against a stout. Brown Stephen. So as Wilson's number one receiver, he will continue to see targets and that uh, turns into viable fantasy productions, even real world mm-hmm. winning games. So um, I'd like him to show up this week and hit projections at a minimum. I like I have a uh, Chris Olave at Atlanta. Michael Thomas was the okay. name I couldn't remember earlier. He has done for quite for the years. Uh, the old, okay. old man Thomas is probably, who knows, who knows what his career can take him, but done for this year. Okay. Uh, Chris Loving, he's done well over the years, having a decent fantasy year. He'll have a solid game against a beat up Atlanta secondary. Tight end. Tight end. So I am sure this guy, Trey McBride, has found his way into many fantasy lineups with Zach Ertz uh, still being out of play right now and the return of Kyler Murray. But uh, not to mention, he's put up solid numbers at tight end. He was relatively quiet, I think, in the Houston game, only five of seven for 43. But this week he gets a uh, Rams team that is still... I think very much in a uh, rebuild mode, I guess, if you will. I think it'll be a competitive game for the Cardinals. I say he will see his fair share of targets as Ertz, like we said, is out of play. Got a floor, I think, of around maybe 10 fantasy points that he gets pretty close to consistently. I like him to show up. Agreed. We've been talking about him for a couple weeks, so I like him quite a bit. Yep. Travis Kelsey, welcome back after uh, being double, triple covered against the Eagles last week. I think he's going to have a good game against the Raiders. Might be a bounce back. Okay. Defense. Defense. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna say Broncos at the Browns. So I do I think it'll be a defensive like chess matchup, and I'm counting on the Broncos to show up. So now I don't I don't think they'll get the win, but they will make it competitive. So we can count on them. I think we can probably count on a couple of fingers <laughs> the number of fantasy managers that have taken a chance on the Denver Broncos since they got that 70 hung up on them earlier in the season, right? Yep. So, but um, they are, like we said, drastically improved and currently on like a four-game winning streak. And that includes holding the reigning Super Bowl champions to nine, right? Yep. Nine points in week eight. So, um, yeah, we're in for this uh, defensive chess match and I think the Broncos will show up. I have the exact same defense for the exact same reasons. Their secondary has turned around quite a bit. All right, yep. on to show out. That's what I'm talking about, baby. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Show out. Quarterback, always a must start in my opinion. But uh, this week, I'm going to say Lamar Jackson. 
Right. Always a must start, but definitely this week you want him in your lineup. We're seeing him, I think, become more of a pass first quarterback. And he's getting pretty good at it, too. He's already at 2,400-plus yards, 12 TDs on the season, and a pretty relatively low five interceptions. So this week, he will absolutely show out against the Chargers defense that's last in the pass, uh, um, defending of the pass, and down a pass rusher in Joey Bosa. So, yeah. Must start this week, for sure. Get ready for a good game for Lamar. Yep. I took another high-name quarterback. I took Josh Allen. He's... Pretty much been good for three touchdowns a week all year long. Hmm. Um, he will need to get his this week to keep pace with that Philadelphia offense. Look for him. They are a little beat up, so they'll be giving up points. He'll be out there slinging the ball. Watch out for that. Yep, I like it. Yep. On to running back. So running back, I chose Travis Etienne at the Texans to Got show it. out. Copycat. <laughs> <laughs> I think he has quietly, if you're if you're not paying attention, he's been having a tremendous season. Definitely. He has been a top five running back much of the whole, basically for the whole season. In his last two games, his numbers were down just a little bit. And I have this to be a big bounce back game for him. I'm calling this like an ideal the matchup for ETN. Even though the Texans are playing pretty well, they still give up a lot of points and a lot of yards. So let's see, we've seen just a number of running backs have their way with the uh, Texans. Zach Moss, 88 yards and a touchdown. Rasheed White, 73 and two TDs, neither of whom are outplaying Travis Etienne. So it's his turn up. I think he's going to do pretty well. Got him to show out. I have him to show out as well. Same exact reasons. Also, he needs to be out there slowing the game down to keep the Houston offense off of the field. Mm. So if you can get good, okay. sustained that drives, sense. good running games, that like be it. really important. All right, yep. wide receiver. Wide receiver, I... I'm going Zay Flowers at the Chargers to match his quarterback showing out this week at the Chargers. So this rookie has been off to a solid start, but I feel like we've all been waiting for a really big breakout game from him. And I think this will be that week. So he and his quarterback should connect for some very big plays against the Chargers. And uh, yeah, if you got him, he should be in your lineup this week. He's going to show out. I like him. You and I had the same kind of idea, just with different teams. I took Stefan Diggs to my Josh Allen to show up. He's going to have to big game. He's just going to have to. He's going to get targeted a lot. He's going to have to. He's going to have to. But that's all there is to it. <laughs> so, okay. all right, on to tight end. Tight end. So I took Travis Kelsey in the show out category. No, I know you had him in the uh, show so, up. Yeah. I have him in the show and out category. So another division matchup, I think, here. The Chiefs are very much a clear-cut favorite to win the AFC West. And so the mm-hmm. third-place Raiders don't stand a chance. The team will lean, well, will lean heavily, I think, again, on Kelsey with no other clear-cut number one wide receiver. Yep. He'll dominate targets, volume, all that. Raiders have no answer for him. I'm going Travis Kelsey. I'm going to go TJ Hawkinson, another big-name tight end against the Chicago Bears, mm-hmm. which I think will be a pretty offensive game on Monday night. I know the over-under is fairly low, but I think I could— for Justin Fields did well last week. I mean, yeah. we put Detroit to the to the coals, so to speak. So um, and it, to, if they're going to stay competitive in that game, Mr. Dobbs, who looked okay. You know, you can't you can't force the way that game went. He, they had their chances, and, and they, they led most of that game in Minnesota. And he, he's, he's a game manager. Mm-hmm. He, he did play well. Um, there's talk about Justin Jefferson coming back. If he does, that would change things slightly there. Right. But there's yeah. also talk. They have a bye the following week the Vikings do, so I wouldn't be surprised at all if Justin Jefferson sat another week and then And then and came back. back, yeah. But yeah. That would but, make sense. But like a big week out of Hawkinson, he'll be targeted quite a bit. All right. All right. Defense. 
Defense. So I got the Chargers versus the Raiders. The Ch- I'm not the Chargers. I'm sorry. The Chiefs versus the Raiders. The Chiefs are a top five defense right now and averaging, what, 3.5 sacks per game and a very low average of 176 yards a game that yep. they're uh, surrendering. So, And what did they do to Jalen Hurts? Put him in the dirt how many times in that first was, half? Yeah, I think it was three, three or four. Three in the first and five total, I'm pretty so, sure. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're they're not messing around that yeah. defense. So, so far, I think this, <laughs> this game, I'm calling could be another shutout we've seen three this may be the fourth this this season i also have the chiefs here they absolutely own the raiders yeah. <laughs> so yeah okay shit show uh, yeah so we got me to work out mode all right so shit show i said i i prepared these notes prior to them announcing ritter would be back so i had heineke but that's it. It doesn't matter because same you idea. can sub any one of those two out and yeah. it's going to be kind of the same thing. So yeah. I would be very careful when considering any, I think, any of the Falcons offensive pieces okay. and quarterback in particular, because look at what's happening right now, how inconsistent they are, even in deciding that. Right. Yep. So, yeah, this week they get a tough defense. The Saints, they're top 10 against the pass. And I think if at all possible, keep either Ritter or Heineke out of your lineups. Yeah, good, good call. I took P.J. Walker, the Cleveland quarterback. Start, I, I almost Den- did. Start at Denver. That's a big ask with that defense playing very well right now in the altitude, a loud crowd. Yeah, I just, there's going to be a lot of running. If you have Ford, start that Ford up. Mm-hmm. He's going to be seeing the ball. He's going to be seeing the ball a lot. <laughs> okay. All right, on to running back. On to running back. Oh, yeah. I took kind of a bigger name running back. I took uh, Josh Jacobs at this uh, Raiders Chiefs game, right? So Josh Jacobs, I think, has had a pretty pedestrian season so far. And, I mean, we're halfway through the season. He's got a total of 661 yards, which is nearly a third of what he had, I think, uh, last season at this point. But I do think this game could really end up being very ugly (laughs) for uh, the Raiders. So I think they'll put a tight lid on uh, Jacobs this weekend. I think he will be in that uh, shit show category. You and I have the same exact person again. Uh, yeah, that Kansas City. And a game, they're, they're going to be mad. That's the way they just lost like that. And it's a game they have to have to keep locking up that division. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. He's a little off. I think it's just that whole offense in general. I don't think it's just him. I think that they're focusing on him because that's mm-hmm. really their one good player. And even Adams, you know, he's not not having the kind of year we would like to see. Right, him. yeah. Uh, go to Kansas yeah. City next year. All right, all right. So I'm with you, Jock Jacobs. All right, next one, wide receiver. In the um, yes, I'm uh, Speaking of Adams. Yeah. <laughs> we got a theme. Speaking of Adams, right. So, yeah, I said for all the same reasons I said with Josh J- Jacobs, basically. So this is for sure a down year for Adams. Like you said, his fantasy numbers are far lower than any fantasy manager would expect to see from an elite talent level like his. Yeah. But um, it's, it's still very difficult for whatever reason to say he shouldn't be in a lineup. But take a really long, hard <laughs> look at what uh, he might be dealing with. I think the Chiefs are, what, number four in defense overall and fifth against the pass. So, yeah, yeah uh, not to mention, again, that um, 3.5 sacks a game. So it'll be even difficult for them to get the ball. Yeah. So, yeah, the Raiders, it's going to be a long day. Yeah, and uh, I have uh, Adams as a shit show for him this I week. have a theme as well. Next, my wide receiver goes with my quarterback, Mari Cooper. It's going to be hard to get him the ball. Yeah. Um, he's going to be well covered because there's really no other options, really, for even other than him. So I would put him on the bench unless you absolutely have no choice. Tight end? Tight end. I went Kyle Pitts. 
Oh, it's the Saints. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the Saints are very stingy when it comes to the tight end position. They give sure. up an average of only 47 yards to the position itself and four receptions, one touchdown on the season. I think, I suspect Kyle Pitts will get next to nothing against this uh, Saints yeah. defense. So division game, again, a battle for that uh, NFC South. But yeah, the Saints are the better team. They'll hold on to the top spot there, I think. And that'll be that. All right. Uh, same game again for me. I took David Njoku, who has not really mm. had a big game this year to speak of. Anyway, I expect, again, a low-scoring game. Might yeah. just sit that Cleveland other than Ford on the sideline. All right, defense? Defense, well, I think you can guess this one. So <laughs> <laughs> I said it a few times already. The Raiders are going to get shut out. So that should show Raiders defense. Yeah, Mahomes and his guys are going to throw and run all over this defense. I took uh, the Washington Commanders at the Dallas Cowboys in the middle of the day game on Thanksgiving. By the time everybody's got a belly full of turkey and settled onto the couch, they traded away their best players. would expect Dallas is playing pretty well. Watch out. There's some news about CeeDee Lamb maybe in the ankle a little bit. They say he's going to play. It has been on. She did show up on the injury report. I guess wow. Better. So watch out for that. However, that Washington defense, they're not stopping anybody. So, and that's, uh, that's it for shit show. Wow. Well, I think that will do it this week for us, guys. Please come back, hang out again next week as we talk more fantasy, more football. I think we're getting pretty good at this thing. What do you think, Joe? Better and better all the time. I couldn't agree more. So where to find us? Remember, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Like, follow, rate, review, any of those platforms, you're welcome to do that. And please, 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 the more you rate and review, the faster we move up those podcasting charts. And that is definitely what we want. Don't forget to follow us at Air It Out Network on Instagram. And there is a support this podcast link embedded in all of the uh, episode links. So if you feel so inclined, please do uh, show the pod some love. Make it that much easier for us to bring you a new episode every single week. Thanks again for all the support and for listening. So signing off, this is the Air It Out Fantasy Football League podcast. I'm Chantel. I'm Joe. Happy Thanksgiving, We will guys. talk all to right. you guys later. All right, bye. Bye. This podcast is written, produced, and recorded by me, Chantel Brown, and Joe Bishop as a part of the Air It Out Podcast Network. Recording mixed and mastered by Wodek B. Thank you.